Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is to Thomas. He's gone. Touchdown, Saints. He's got a bunch of room and some blockers. Hurdling a blocker at the 25. Inside the 15. What a run by Kamara, who's all the way in. For a touchdown. Wow. Reese, quick throw. Sanders got there. Football fans and hoodats all over the world, get ready for an episode of Believe in Saints on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, John Hendricks. What is happening, Saints fans? John Hendricks here with Believe in Saints, joined alongside by a new co-host, Terrence Copper. Saints fans probably know exactly who this guy is, but Terrence, good to have you on board. Hey, John, how you doing, man? It's good to be on board. Yes, sir. Man, look, football is back and such. I, I mean... You know, look, for those who don't know who you are, right? And and look, I follow the Saints a long time. You obviously have more than just the Saints to your accolades, but tell, tell the people a little bit about you. Uh, so I played in the NFL for 10 years. Uh, I played two years with Dallas, three years with New Orleans. I left New Orleans in 09, 08 or 09. And then I went to Baltimore for half a year and I played with Kansas City for five. So, uh but it feels good to be back in New Orleans, talking New Orleans football, uh, talking about this upcoming season. So I'm excited about it. Yes, sir. And and look, you were in Dallas, right? So you know who Sean Payton is and exactly. obviously coming over in New Orleans and stuff. So mm-hmm. but let's just kind of start there, right? Because this is an unprecedented situation. Hurricane Ida has kind of devastated the New Orleans in a bad way. And, you know, look, um, in that 2005 season for the Saints, you had Hurricane Katrina. Not that it's completely the same here, right? But uh, obviously, displaced. And you know, let's talk about Sean Payton. How does how does he get a team like this focused on the task at hand, having to play away, and and you know, just having to do this whole type of thing? Uh, he, he definitely understands the the tasks that are up against when it comes to uh, being displaced and. And having to deal with the hurricane back at home, but he also understands how to rally his troops and to get them to to just focus on one thing right now, uh, and that's winning the ball game. That's that's playing football. Uh, if, if we can, if they can get a win. Uh, that that'll go a long ways of just rallying the community back together, uh, getting the community looking looking forward for them coming back to New Orleans. So it's in New Orleans, winning football games is bigger than just the football team. It is a, a truly commit a community effort, especially because like so when I got there, it was in 2006. So we had just got back uh, for the opening of the Superdome from Hurricane Katrina. And the way the fans took to us, uh, the way the fans just embraced us back home, just excited to see us coming back to New Orleans. It was it was tremendous just to see those things, you know, so he definitely understand what winning can do to really piece together back a community. Yeah. And look, he's obviously been doing this a long time. Right. And, and he's been doing it effective and, you know, Saints have obviously had their trials, um, you know, those three straight seven and nine years. I remember talking to people and everybody wanted him to go and all these different things. And, you know, I, I, I know I was one of the guys that was really supportive of him because I believed in what he does and his program. And so it was good to see them turn the corner in 2017 and then obviously push forward. And they've obviously had some good, strong success four straight division titles, but you know, look, 
look, it's a new season. There's no Drew Brees out there. Um, that's kind of scary in itself, right? Because that's all the Saints fans have known for the longest time. So what is the, some things that you've seen from Jameis Winston and just kind of background on, you know, maybe types of things that you know from from experience? Well, we, we all know, of course, it's going to be different. Uh, anytime you're you're playing in New Orleans and Drew Brees is not the quarterback, it's going to feel different. It's, it's going to look different. You know, so but the good thing about Jameis Winston, he has a background of being able to play the quarterback position. Uh, if you think about a year that he left Tampa Bay, he went he was 30 for 30, 30 touchdowns, but he also threw 30 interceptions. You know, but with that background, that resume, he's he coming in the right to it. He had a year under uh, under Sean Payton already. He got a chance to learn from Drew Brees before Drew Brees retired. I feel like with him being under Coach Peyton Tulich for a year. I got a chance to play learning the game from him as well. I'm excited to see here the ball, his decision-making. I'm excited to see those things, what's going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. And and look, I think uh, when you look at it, again, you look at some of this way this team has been formulated, right? You get a lot of growth from some of these rookies. You're going to have to bank on a lot of these guys that are undrafted just year over year, just so much is put in that emphasis. And I know they're well coached. They have a lot of strong people in that room besides Sean Payton. And so, look, I think when it comes down to it, there is a a lot of people that are sleeping on this team. And, you know, I think there's a lot of things that can power them through this you know, this first half of this season without having Michael Thomas, without having David Onimata. I mean, they don't even have the kicker in Will Lutz right now because he's on IR mm-hmm. for the first couple of weeks. And so, look, the deck is kind of stacked against them. But, you know, look, there's so many intangibles. There's so many things that go into this. But, you know, how do you see this first game playing out for this team and maybe just the first couple of games? I think it's going to be an adjustment. When I say an adjustment, I think it's going to be an adjustment for everybody. It's going to be an adjustment for Coach Payton when he's calling the plays because there's certain things he's probably used to doing or able to do and allow Drew Brees to to make the adjustments on the field. He's not going to have that wiggle room now. And it's not because uh, Winston is not a good quarterback. It's just because, of course, if you play with Drew Brees for as long as them two guys has, you know, you can trust Drew Brees to make certain plays. Uh, you can trust Drew Brees to make certain calls and understand he'll make the in-time game adjustments. You don't really know so much about Winston if he's able to do that in a game-time situation for New Orleans. Uh, so it's going to be an adjustment for not only for the players, but also it's going to be an adjustment for the play callers as well. I'm not really too, I'm not really too concerned about the receiver position. I am concerned about it because Thomas is not going to be playing, but I'm not too concerned because of their receiver coach. They have an amazing receiver coach in C.J. Johnson. Um, C.J. knows exactly what he's doing. Uh, He was there when I was there. And when I tell you every receiver knew exactly what they was doing, every receiver was being very productive. And a lot of that came off the fact that Coach C.J. just knew exactly what he was doing. He knew how to train receivers. He knew how to get receivers ready for the game. Uh, do I feel like New Orleans is going to pull this game out? I don't know. The team that's rolling in is, is the Packers. They've been killing it the last couple of years. And Rodgers, he's back. He got a couple of added weapons with him. It's really, to me, it's, it's not so much the offense, but it's going to be how many times the defense can stop the Packers. I feel like New Orleans offense, they're going to put some points up. I don't think that it's going to be outrageous numbers, but I think defensively we're going to have to stop the Packers because they're, they're loaded. 
Yeah, and look, it's funny you mentioned Curtis Johnson because, you know, being at practice and covering his team, <laughs> look, he's, he's probably one of the most animated coaches I've ever seen. Like, you know, just he's always like – it seems like he just pushes – people to 150 every single snap it doesn't matter if you make the catch don't make the catch I mean it seems like he always has such a a way to help improve everybody's game and you know you're you're a testament obviously to how many great receivers have gone through that building but you know that's where I think a lot of people are are kind of sleeping on this team is you see Marquez Callaway I mean this guy is undrafted right you have Deontay Harris, undrafted. You have Traquan Smith, a third-round guy. You have Lil Jordan Humphrey, an undrafted guy. And then you got veterans like Ty Montgomery and Chris Hogan. So, again, you kind of alluded to what Curtis Johnson does. But, you know, again, what what more is it in, – and in how does it benefit this team, you know, from, from not having a guy like Michael Thomas? I mean, it's almost like they have this camaraderie, you know, we're saying, hey, we're a bunch of undrafted guys. Nobody wanted us. And they honestly feel like they have a chip on their shoulder. Everybody understands that Michael Thomas is the leader in that in that receiver room. Uh, he's most productive. He's he's been uh, a great receiver, you know. But everybody understands that. But like I said, CJ does a great job of having everybody prepared. Everybody that steps on that field is going to be prepared to play the same way uh, Michael Johnson will be prepared to will be prepared to play. So, like super group, and plus you look at it. We drafted God, look what he panned out to be. Uh, but that's all because of not I'm not gonna say all of it, but a lot of it is on CJ. It's on Coach Johnson, uh, because of how he developed all his players. So receiver-wise, those guys gonna be ready regardless if they're um uh, undrafted free agents, third round, uh, just guys late round draft picks, they're gonna be ready to play. Like I said, the receiver position is not a position that I'm really that concerned about even though you definitely want all your weapons there when you're playing a team like the Packers but I'm not concerned so much about the receiver position uh, I'm more concerned about the quarterback play because that sets the tone for everything the quarterback play so we got to have a strong quarterback play out of Winston and special teams gonna have to show up big uh, that is going to be the neutralizing factor I feel like uh, when it comes to just kind of maintaining and giving your offense a, a boost when they need it. That may be a, a long kick return. May not be for a touchdown, but it's something to set up the offense to get a to get a score or a long punt return or the kickoff team or the punt team uh, getting the guys inside the 10, giving the opposing team a long field to work with. Yeah, and look, I think when you look at it, you know, you talk about Winston and you talk about how the offense, it, it kind of revolves around quarterback play. But look, the Saints have a great I think it's borderline one of the ones that are, are I'd say, elite because you know what you have in Teron Armstead, all pro left tackle. You know what you have in Ryan Ramchek, all pro right tackle. Eric McCoy in the middle, absolutely phenomenal. He's just one of the most underrated centers, I believe. Um, Andres Pete's a pro bowler. I know fans kind of feel certain ways, but I think he does a great job still. And, you know, the big question mark for me was always Cesar Ruiz because he came in here last year, this year some things they were talking about center and guard and you know from my understanding that you know McCoy was just playing so well that they couldn't move him to guard right and so you know Ruiz didn't have a uh, a training camp because of COVID and all these different things and had some struggles but look he shed 15 pounds this offseason going back in muscle so I mean I think this offensive line has the the real tools to help Jameis Winston and not have him feel hurried and pressured and all these different things. And obviously they can lean on that, you know, 
Donovan Kamara and now Tony Jones Jr. So, I mean, you had some great offensive lines that, that protected Drew Brees, but, I mean, we don't talk about these guys a lot unless they're really messing up. So what do you think this offensive line is going to be able to bring to the table? Oh, I think they're going to bring everything to the table. And you hit it right on the head with Kamara. I don't think that Coach Payton just comes out and just start opening it up the way he would do with a Drew Brees. I think he's going to come out and really try to establish the run game. And it's going to be the offensive line job to really get it going. And which I think I don't think I have a problem with them either. I think they're going to do an amazing job offensively on the offensive line. It's just now we just got to get the run game going to kind of take some of the pressure off Winston. Yeah, and look, I think, you know, Winston doesn't have to come in here and throw it 30 to 35 times a game for the Saints to win. And I just don't think that's that's realistic. Again, you know, Kamara, they'll be smart with him. I think it's 60 to 70 percent of the offensive snap sounds about right. I mean, there's just always these creative wrinkles. And we didn't even talk about guys like Taysom Hill. You know, he's getting more work with the tight ends. But I, I again, he's somebody that probably can play quarterback in short yardage. He can play at goal line. You know, I, I know. It's it's he's a guy that Sean Payton's not going to keep off the field. Right. I mean, it's just somebody that they're going to use. They're going to try to, uh, you know, be creative and everything. And so with that offensive line, I mean, it starts with the big men up front. And and I think that they're really uh, a somewhat underrated unit. And, but you have a, such a talented back in Kamara. And, you know, a lot of people talk about Jameis Winston. Um, and you know, his last season, but he didn't have the, the talent in the backfield like he, he does here. And, and I think that bode well for him. I think you find Kamara out of the backfield. I know they're a screen team. They want to set up that with, with him and Tony Jones Jr. And I think they have the, the beef on the front line to be able to do that. And so, I, again, I think it's going to be a, a spot where. You know, look, the Packers defense is is strong, right? You got guys like Zadari Smith you have to worry about. There's just so many of those guys that you do need to keep an eye on. But, you know, look, when it comes to a game plan, you know, what does it look like prepping for a game during the week? You know, maybe somewhat behind the scenes. How do you do that as a wide receiver prepping or as coaches? What does that look like? Ah, man. So the way they're going to prep behind the scenes is uh, they're going to come in on Monday. Uh, if we just start out for the beginning of the week, they're going to come in on Monday. They're going to start doing game prep for the week. Uh, they're going to start looking at film. Tuesday is, is the day off. Tuesday is the player's day off. Wednesday when they come in, uh, we're going to sit down. We're going to look at their – we're going to put their uh, their roster up on the board, their depth chart on the board, and we're going to break the offense. We're going to break down their defense. We're going to break down what defense they like to play and certain down and distances because each team – with down a distance, their defense changes. When I say down a distance, I'm talking about like from first and 10, what defense, what percentage of the time they run a certain defense. Then when it's second and seven or second and, and five, what defense are they are they running into? If it's third and two or three yards, what defense do they run? Because every down a distance, a team have a tendency to run a different defense. So that's the first thing they're going to do. They're also going to look at uh, their, their personnel packages. They're going to look at oh, who comes down, who comes in on third down, or who takes the, the linebacker out when we go nickel, uh, when the defense goes nickel. Nickel is just bringing an extra corner in and taking a linebacker out. What corner comes in? Uh, what corner bumps to the slot? What corner bumps to the outside? Uh, those things that we're, that we're going to look at when it comes to a week of preparation and not just looking at their scheme. Now we're going to actually break it down and look at what are their qualities. Is this – we can go to each player. Is this guy, is he's fast? 
Uh, is he's quick getting out of his breaks? Is he strong at the point of attack? Is he's one of those guys that just has a high motor? He's just going to keep going. Uh, so we're going to really look at every detail when it comes to the team we have to play. And, but that is the only way to get that advantage. On Wednesday, we're coming with practice. On Wednesday, Thursday is a more of a passing day, uh, play action day, passing day. Uh, Friday is going to be more of a red zone day. We're working a lot of red zone plays, uh, short yardage plays, goal line plays. And Saturday will be a walkthrough and then game day on Sunday. So there's a lot of preparation that goes into it. And it's not just uh, we rolling the ball out there and oh, this is their defense. That We actually break down every player on that roster, every every defense they have ever ran. Uh, we're going to look at film from other games they played and just see the best way to exploit them offensively and defensively. Yeah, and that, again, it that sounds like they've got the, the right coaching to do it, right? And I know it's not just the coaches, it's the players too. It's the leaders in that building. You know, guys like Cam Jordan have been doing it for a long time. It's DeMario Davis has been doing it a long time. I mean, there's so much talent in that room and you know a lot of people thought you know the leadership aspect would just kind of be lacking without Drew Brees and I think it's it's honestly going to get better because you got a lot of hungry people you got Malcolm Jenkins you got Jameis Winston Tron Armstead you know Davis we talked about I mean there's a lot of people here that are really going to step up to the plate and be leaders for this team going forward and then you mentioned Hill uh the quarterback Hill like I'm not I'm interested to see when coach put him in uh, I, I wouldn't I'm not the type of guy to feel like he's just a short yardage or goal line quarterback like you can put him in out field he's he's just as a good quarterback because he had a great he did a great job this year during the preseason so I feel like he's just as good to play out in the field of course Winston gets denied to start but I think you can use him in other ways when I'm talking about use him I'm talking about Hill. you can use him in other ways than just goal line or short yardage. Absolutely. Yeah. I, again, and he's lining up as a tight end. And uh, I mean, this is a guy that, you know, no matter what, he just wants to be on the field. He just wants to make plays. That's how this whole thing got started, which fans kind of forget is this guy just wanted mm -hmm. to play. So they're like, OK, let's put him on the kick team. Let's put <laughs> yep. him on the punt team. Let's put him here. Let's see what he does in catching. And then he just comes this guy and, and you know, um, they've. Like that over the years, Cordell Stewart is one that comes to mind, obviously, for me. Yeah. And Antoine Randall L, just guys like that, that, you know, legends just from that. And so I think he's got a good spot and, and a good chance. And, you know, they'll be smart with him and they'll get him some, some work too. And then, uh, you know, flipping sides to the defensive side of the ball, look, they, they had a lot of roster turnover, right? You lost Janoris Jenkins. You lost Malcolm uh, Brown to a trade. You lose Sheldon Rankins to free agency. You lose Trey Hendrickson to free agency. But see, they still find a way, and there are areas in this team that defensively, when you talk about talkers, um, you know, last year they only sacked them once, and Rodgers was, what, 21 to 32, 382, or 283 yards and three touchdowns last season against the team. And so I think the key for them is, is how much pressure can you get on Aaron Rodgers? And I know Dennis Allen is very, very blitz-heavy. Um, on his tendencies, but man, they've got a talented group of pass rushers, and it's it's beyond Cam Jordan and and Marcus Davenport. It's to know to know Carl Granderson, who did all those great workout videos and just stood out in camp like you know nobody's business. And not even talking about their first round pick and Peyton. They have an extremely talented group of pass rushers. Their linebacking core looks even better than we thought. I think the biggest question marks we have is the interior on defensive tackle. 
just because the familiarity is not there. You don't have David Onyemata. And then secondary, you know what you're going to get with Marshawn Lattimore. But opposite, you might be in a situation when you roll in Paulson Adiba, the rookie, playing against Aaron Rodgers. I mean, what are your thoughts on the defense and, you know, how they can kind of isolate a guy like Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams? Those are the big three that they have. You know, it kind of reminds me a lot of, uh, you remember the Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl just passed with the Chiefs and the Bucks. Well, of course, mm-hmm. the Chiefs reminded me so much of the Packers because of their their offensive firepower, the type of quarterback they have at the helm, and the type of receivers they have. Uh, the Packers remind me a lot of the Chiefs, but the way that the Buccaneers dominated uh, the Chiefs in the Super Bowl was they didn't blitz anybody. And, and the reason why I said they didn't blitz was because they didn't have to blitz. Their front four guys was getting so much pressure on the ball, and that's what it's going to come down to this game right here. The Saints front four, they got to get pressure on the ball so you don't have to blitz all the time. You can you can get pressure on the quarterback with your front four, and you can play coverage with your linebackers, uh, and you don't have to use one of those guys to, to void a hole for a receiver to run a hot route or something like that to break his route off quicker. So I feel like it's going to – a lot of this is going to be determined on how much pressure we can get to Aaron Rodgers with just our front four without blitzing. Because if we can get to him without blitzing, uh, that's a win Saints all day long. But we got to get the pressure on him. If we can't get pressure to him with our front four, then, of course, we got to start bringing guys. But the more guys you bring, the more chances you're going to get to get exploited when it comes to their receiving core. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's it's going to be an interesting test. I mean, you know, it, it, it's a shame it's not in the Superdome because you're going to have 70,000-plus there rooting, but now you're in Jacksonville. And, you know, I, get, I think the Saints fans are going to travel well there. They usually do it in road games. And I was there in 2019 with that game, and they traveled well. I mean, it was a – a sea of black and gold. It's a pretty sight to see, but you know, let's just get into it. Talking about predictions. Let's, how do you see this game playing out and who wins and why? Oh man. I see. Truthfully, uh, as much as I am a saints fan, I really think the Packers may have the edge and, and it's not now. If this game was played three weeks later or a month later, I feel like, the Saints will have an opportunity to really pull this game out. They have an opportunity to get this this first game as well, but it's just so many changes that we have to deal with when it comes to the, the Saints for this first opener and the player team like the Packers that are hungry because they feel like they should have been in the Super Bowl. They, they have an opportunity to win the Super Bowl this year. To play a team like that, you know, and you don't really in the Saints, in the Saints situation, we don't really know what we're good at yet. Uh, we haven't had our first regular season game. We got a new quarterback. We got a lot of things that's new. We're in a different environment. We don't know what we're good at yet. So we don't know what we can hang our hat on and say, you know what? This is our, these are our plays. We know we're good at play action or we're good at throwing the ball down the field. Or we're good at the run game. We just don't know what we're good at yet. You know, so once we find that out, that's why I feel like if we played the Packers maybe three or four games later down the line, I feel like the outcome would be different. But I think for right now, because of the changes that we have and, and we don't really know who we are yet, I think that the Packers get the edge, but not by a lot. Yeah, I, I definitely agree that this is going to be a close game. And, you know, to your point, it, the thing is with the Saints team, they don't have to win the season opener for it to dictate success. I mean, last year, looking at some stats, all the division winners won on on 
the uh, on opening weekend. They were eight and zero just by chance. But you look at Sean Payton's team, the Saints. They're seven and eight in season opener since two thousand six. They've won their last two after dropping five straight. I mean, this is a team that really hits a mid season stride. Um, you know, I will say that again. I just feel the energy is there. I feel like there is. A lot of people that are sleeping on them. I know it's Green Bay. I know they have a lot to prove after, you know, what happened last season. But I just feel like Sean Payton is going to come in and have them ready to go, like you said, and really kind of shock some people. And I think if they can lean on that offensive line, I think if they can get to Rodgers and force him into some bad decisions, and obviously the turnover mm-hmm. battle we know is super important, and then uh, I think they can come out with a win I'm going to take him 31 to 28. That's just how I kind of see it. I think it's going to be closer than a lot of people think, but I just have a good feeling about how they can manage this first stretch of the season. And so call me a Saints optimist here. I'm, I'm going to take them 31 28. I think that's a good score. I think, like I said, the game is going to be close. I feel like it's, it's going to be very close. Um, like I said, I feel like if, the, if our special teams can neutralize the game, and when I, I talked about it earlier, if our special teams can get some big plays, uh, on special teams, whether it's returning the ball or or getting some making the defense, making uh, the Packers offense go 90 yards or 95 yards, just giving them a long field in each time, uh, each time in and each time out. I feel like that'll go a long ways of, of helping that score out that you just gave. Uh, but I do feel like it's going to be a close game. I don't think it'll be a blowout either way, but I think I think it'll be a very close game. Yeah, and I'll tell you, Saints fans know all about close games. It's one of those things where everybody jokes. It's like if they get a lead within the last minute or something, like it's always just heart palpitations <laughs> and all that fun stuff. But hopefully it doesn't start the season that way. But, of course, we'll just have to see how it plays out. But, listen, Terrence, I appreciate you joining on. Saints fans, we've got a lot more of these coming uh, for – believe in saints and just be sure to tune in with us and follow us all season and uh terrence any parting shots thoughts or remarks Uh, not at all i'm just looking forward to the game on sunday and go saints absolutely we'll be back guys we're going to have more coverage for this team we're going to bring it to you weekly at a minimum and try to get you some extra reactions for post games and all that good stuff so for saints news network i'm john Hendricks and believe in saints You guys have a good one. Stay good. For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.